1: Hey y'all, we're back with this week's episode
0: of Black Hill Healing Podcast. And today we have a special guest as usual. But before we jump in, in honor of Pride Month, we do want to talk about a quote by Marsha P. Johnson and just gather, you know, Jen Jen's thoughts about it and Donika's. And the quote is, I may be crazy, but that'll make me wrong. And I love this quote. Donica.
1: what do you think about it? Um, Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it immediately makes me think about like clients uh, that I've experienced who are diagnosed with like, um, like severe mental health disorders, like schizophrenia, psychosis, those types of things, and how those clients, the stuff they be saying, it be for real, it be stuff that like makes sense. Right. And so like I, even with all my clients, whatever you are saying is your reality is your reality. And so a lot of times People are like, "Oh no, you can't listen to that," or you know, they they want to shut down their thoughts or whatever they're saying, they're experiencing. But it's like just because you think it's crazy or you think it's wrong, doesn't mean that it's not right, right? So that's what it makes me think of immediately. Uh, what about y'all?
2: Well, for me, it just it's kind of like we had that funny no filter friend that just says whatever they're on their mind or whatever. They you know, ain't necessarily really crazy, you know what I'm saying? I may have a couple of school, screws loose or something like that, but what they saying ain't wrong. <laughs> like They ain't lying.
0: <laughs> I completely agree with you, so I think I have the same thought. Um, I just love it because it makes me think about, like, Black women in particular, how oftentimes we're described as, like, angry or crazy or, like... Fiery and all those words. And yeah, we can be those things sometimes because all people are, but in all of it, we still should be heard. So that's where my mind. Right. right
2: exactly.
0: Yep. Well, thanks y'all for joining me in that discussion. I'm gonna go ahead and introduce our special guests. So is it okay if I call you Jinjin? Jin? That's what I keep seeing, and I love that. I'm sure,
1: yes.
2: Jinjin
0: okay. Jin has been in healthcare slash public health 25 years. Um, mental health 10 years did I read that correctly
2: yeah I don't know if you guys you got that new email or not (laughs) I was like I hope so
0: okay I'm gonna try it one more time let me rewind back so Jen has been in healthcare slash public health for 25 years and mental health for 10 years she's a mental health advocate founder of awareness after dark where education and entertainment collide focus on mental health awareness and communities of color Pan-African Film Festival Award nominee for Best Short Doc, Global Issues Affecting People of Color, Top 4040, LA County Mental Health Advocacy, Certified Behavioral Mental Health Coach, Best Selling Author of Keep Calm, Bring Your Carry On, The Ultimate Self-Care Guide for Travelers of Color, and Keep Calm, Bring Your Carry On, The Official Self-Care Journal and Workbook for Travelers of Color. I see that workbook in that book in all the mental health spaces that I'm in, and I just made that connection. So that's dupe that this is you. I did not make that connection. Um, really? Anyway, so it's
2: also yeah. a service. I also so I the email I put is also it's not just a book, it's not just books, it's also a service. So keep calm, bring and carry on is also a therapeutic mental health service for um we I see everybody, however, it specifically focuses on or hands on my niche is digital nomads, um, expats and travelers and yeah. travelers. Okay. Those who are everyday travelers, those who are professional travelers.
0: Got it. Okay. Yeah. I've seen you in a few different spaces. I'm like, I've seen your name and then what you do. That's so dope.
2: <laughs> How Thank did you, you come
0: up with the connection between mental health and travelers? I'm sure everyone wants to know and I do too.
2: Um. Honestly, when I first started the first book, I was already traveling all over because my, um, my little side, you know, everybody has a little side thing they do and they turn it into some type of... Uh, career sometimes, and it just came. So I was doing um travel. I was in a travel space, but I was doing travel and volunteer work. And um so I was called work and play. We work a little bit and we play a lot. <laughs> uh, so I went all over the world, took people that, and enjoyed that. But I, uh, and I did my mental health thing as well. So I wanted to try to do something that combined them both. I had a mental health event once a year. Um, I was doing, you know, all the paraphernalia and stuff like that, but I wanted something to do with something that was more, a little bit more global. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do these events like all the time. You know what I'm saying? I wanted something that like hit all spaces, all areas, you know, pretty much global. And I was like, well, how am I going to do that? I already was, um, in the travel space, a lot of upcoming and big time, big wigs in the travel space, those that are a color. So I was just like, um, I think I was working on it. I hadn't came up with a title yet. I knew that I wanted to do travel and mental health, but how it's going to combine the two. So one day I went to, I think it was Barnes and Noble. I'm a Barnes and Noble fan. Um, <laughs> Cause they always be having a cafes and the jazz music. And I saw these like little journals, whatnot, you what's it called? Muscoli, the ones that, you know, don't get wet, they get wet, but they still have your writing in it. And I was like, "Why are they so expensive? I didn't know I that was a What are they called again? I need one of these. it's So the writers write in it. Um, they they have the soft cover. They have some soft, some hard covers. But they have they're they're the expensive little writers journals that every that, that they're famous. I don't even have one anymore. But so when she told me, she was like, "Oh, writers, a lot of writers um use those." you know, to write in, and I was just like, oh, well, shit, I'm a writer. <laughs> so I was just like, well, I'm going to get it. And so I was, kept on writing my thoughts down. I kept on losing it, and I needed to, I kept on putting on a piece of paper. Sometimes, you know, I've gotten to the point where I'll um, put it in my uh, cell phone, but I like to really write, because I sometimes I'll rewrite sentences over and over till I feel like I, I, I like the sentence and, or paragraph or whatever. And so I got that, and then I kept on saying um, keep calm in my head for a long, long, long time. And then I, while I was going um, through the line, you know how they always have this, i call it a psychological trap. You know, when you go to the line, so they have all these goodies, cards and everything, when you go into the line to check out, the psychological trap, and I was just looking by, and I saw a card that said, carry on keep calm but carry on not keep your carry on carry your carry on so i said keep calm bring your carry on makes sense <laughs> so it was on like on a little card or whatever so i was just like let me flip it and that's what i want when i thought about it i was like keep calm bring it carry on and then it's the perfect analogy for for the way i see it or the way i tell people is keep calm bring it carry on is Um, almost like to me, um, when you carry your carry on, you travel, you have all your important necessity things that you need, that you can't get afford to get lost in in luggage. Right. Um, those are things that you need on you to get whatever, no matter what happens, even if the luggage is lost for two days, you got your carry on bag. That's, that's all you care about. Right. That's going to keep you, you know, mentally sane or whatever. It's going to keep you calm. It'll keep you grounded to your baggage arise right so the same thing in everyday life whatever you need to have whether it be candles chakra crystals prayer beads the bible the quran whatever you need spiritually or just everyday um what do you call it uh rollers sense her type of scents. um whether it be people places or things that you need that you know you need to get through every day keep those near you so that you can mentally be grounded in yourself. And so in the book, the first book, I, you know, I have, in my carry-on, I carry certain things that help me relax me to keep me where I need to be, right? Because when you travel, you you encompass all types of energies, peoples, and COVID. traveling can be very hectic, right? Uh, we know that from COVID. <laughs> And when things get delayed or stuff, some things can get a little bit cray. And so you need certain things to keep you gone. So in each chapter focused on a different travel influencer and what they had actually in their, their, their um, carry-on. And it was like, not only that, they focused on um, what Black mental health awareness means to me, how they, how they use travel to, um, for their mental health and we all do it we probably just don't recognize that we do it but that's why we it's called cabin fever and a lot of times people go to different places different things to you know reset reset or get grounded forget about some things and also to get some understanding and reflect so that's how i can you know about everything you know full circle and so that was the first book um and like I said, each chapter focused on a different influencer, their business, what's in their carry-on. You know, pretty much like, okay, how you fell in love with hip-hop. Okay, what's in your carry-on bag? Focused on that, Focus on their business, focused on the mental health issues. Um, several questions focused on also travel jokes and also tips. Where to go for different um, things that you're needing. And that was pretty much about it. It was a hit. Uh, went to the bestsellers list and uh the second year or two years later not second year two years later i came out with the journal like okay it was actually supposed to come out the journal was actually supposed to come out the same year as the book but my grandmother grandmother who i also call my mom um was dying that year and i just could not focus and most likely it was good that it didn't because i didn't feel like advertising because honestly once she even passed i didn't even feel like promoting the, the first book um it took a minute for it to get to number one status because I was just, I was just done. (laughs) So the two years later, I came out with um, Keep keep Calm carry on the official, you know, journal and workbook. And what I wanted was um, to help people process their journey while they're traveling. Because as a digital nomad, expat or professional traveler myself, um, I understand that different places that you go can be very, very fun, but also very triggering, you know, sometimes, even from the beginning to the end. Um, so the journal um, has a list of emotions, uh, what do you call it, a safety plan, you know, and a lot of time people get over here and they're not prepared for certain things, you know, so that's what helps you do. And I have it divided up into trips, trip one, trip two, trip three, trip five, you know, there's a reflection, it really process your trip, what you're doing every day.
1: Yes. Wow. Thank you for breaking that down. Um, I mean, that sounds amazing that you've been able to create such a beautiful, um, like space for people to, to process that. Um, so yeah, absolutely. As you talked about this, just diving a little deeper, what aspects of traveling have you found to be healing?
2: Ooh, yay. Um, The aspects of healing, I would say um, the temples, going to the certain temples, certain places like Bali, and temples, the art, um, the mother nature aspect, the landscapes, um, I'm very into, I mean, once you go to Africa, South Africa in general and Ghana, as soon as you touch down um, the grounding, this part of grounding, being home, you know coming back home and being home um and that's, that's where we come from <laughs> you know that within itself but like I said it can also it's kind of what we call a it, cathargic it's a little sad but also healing as well you know you gotta go back Sankofa, take something with you
1: yeah yeah absolutely oh so can you share with us your favorite place of, of that you've traveled and why this would be your favorite place
2: Okay, so spiritually, um, I would say, um, it's probably so. I got like favorites, um, <laughs> so I have to say, um, hmm. Well, I'll say this. Uh, I'll show you <laughs> better. Than I can tell you. Well, Cape Town, South Africa. Will always be in my heart
1: <laughs> and like
2: with that. you and on your body. So, this is Africa. <laughs> yeah, it is all in my heart. So yeah. that's probably one of my top favorites because uh, it's 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 home. Um, um, aesthetically, you know, pleasing. I'm a California beach girl, so um, Cape Town gives you those California vibes. They, uh, you can do a lot in Cape Town. I just don't like the winters there yeah no. know <laughs> but everything else everything so else i like with um after that i would have to say um i would have to probably say bali spiritually bali bali is just really connecting it just as soon as you touch the ground worries and troubles just wash away <laughs> wash, wash away um and then from there, Ghana is, um, I feel like the people make Ghana. And my top three is South Cape Town, South Africa, uh, Accra, Ghana, um, Bali, and in Indonesia. Um, yeah, that would be my top three so far, I guess you could say. Okay. But I've been to many, but.
0: That's dope. I wanted to um, also give space for us to also chime in about like a favorite places that we've traveled. Donika, do you have a favorite place and why? Well,
1: yeah, like Jen, this is hard. It's hard. Um favorite. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, mm, I would probably say, oh. Um, Break it down no, by food and experience. I would, yeah, I would say New Orleans. Like New Orleans, the... The, the the spiritual piece of it I don't like I'm not gonna lie like you can feel like it just feels like it sounds it feels like trauma a little bit like it just feels like you could tell it's like it's a lot that doesn't happen here you can feel it literally but mm-hmm. the cultural pieces of it of like the dancing and obviously the food like New Orleans the food like I haven't had anything there that's nasty not one thing like down to a drink. Yes. I go there just to eat. Yeah. Like the food is amazing to to see all the different people and then you know the accent, uh the accents and to see the different types of black people. So I would say that's my my top place. Yeah. What about you, Maru? Uh
0: probably Ethiopia. Um I love that place. Um like the smells of like the spices to you see rituals happen in real time. So like if somebody dies, you're gonna see everybody storming the streets, walk into this person's house or walk into the funeral. Um, This is beautiful in like so many different aspects, like aesthetically, the culture that you get to be immersed in, the food, the smell, like it stays in your clothes for forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah um jen we we're curious what are your thoughts on those who may not be able to afford travel but yearn to do so like where can they get started
2: um i wouldn't say i would say everybody can afford to travel even if it's a home home stay vacation um and there's plenty of options um they just have to do their research belong to some travel groups get on instagram um there's plenty of discounts there's certain places where you can probably house it and travel that way there's um hostels or there's airbnbs um also make friends make make you some international friends yeah no seriously um that's how even in college i I went to different states because i had friends okay (laughs) i got the real new orleans experience because my my um suite mates are are right down the block stream where you want to call them um, it's from New Orleans. so yeah, you make you some friends. <laughs> make you some make you some expat friends. um belong to some groups, travel groups. Um, it's really it's traveling these days are really not that um it's not that expensive how people think it is. um, even if you're just you're in the states, um, you can go to Mexico, you can go to Puerto Rico. Um, and there's different ways you can travel. You can travel by train. Boat, ship, <laughs> you know, um, there's group bonds, coupons for different places. Um, you can also, if you have digit, you can save that way. Like I said, I do house sitting sometimes depending on depending on the budget. Um, house Trout is called Trusted House Sitters. I can definitely send out my link. Um, it's where you stay in luxury places, if you have pets or whatever the case may be, like I have a pet. Um, where they just want, you know, cause pet lovers, we, we, oh, pets are expensive and we love our animals. And we want to make sure they're well taken care of. Like, cause they are human. alright. Okay? So my, <laughs> these pets need to be walked fed and cooked food and talked to and rubbed on. So we don't want them in cages and they need their blanket. They need their doggy bed. They need all that. So, majority of these places, you know, they they will will go to the lengths to make sure their pets are taken care of. And all these homes are very luxury. And so all you got to do is do that. The rest of the time, you go and enjoy yourself. So, and, you know, pay attention to sign up to all these flight deals and things of that nature. Um, like I said, travel doesn't cost that much. You can start within your own neighborhood, go to different places. Um, that um, you never seen before. I think sometimes people don't take advantage of their own neighborhoods, and don't realize what in their own backyard. And also, um, even like I said, there's plenty of deals, um, and you know, make some side side money. Do some Uber, do some DoorDash, do some babysitting, or there, there's a plenty of things that you can do to try to save for for travel. Um, side things, phone things, you know. Um, it doesn't really cost them much. You can also share with other people, you know, go travel, find you a travel buddy. And there's just different budgets for which there's a luxury budget. I'm not a, I'm not there no more. Um <laughs> and then there's your backpacker, mm-hmm. backpacker budget. You can go by car, plane, train, ship. There's plenty of ways to travel. You don't have to be in first class, you know what I'm saying. Spirit mm-hmm. Southwest go to Costa Rica. They go to Guatemala, They go to those um, closer countries where tickets only cost like three, four hundred dollars round trip. Follow some of these gurus who would tell you follow um, my my home girl Dill Duchess. Um, she's the, the the queen of um, using your credit cards cards for points and stuff like that. Learn how to use them, use them, use some cards and points. Uh, learn how to use uh, these points, these cards they, that they have and get, getting that kickback. Even if you stayed at a hotel, hotels have these kickbacks for points and things of that nature. Find somebody who got a discount, got the hookup. Be Befriend somebody, be friends. Don't be an introvert. <laughs> be nice to people. They will invite you sometimes. <laughs>
0: thank you for that Jen um we were curious what would be a good first place to start for those looking to link mental health and traveling Donika did you make up this question
1: yeah I did but I mean I'm guessing I mean you have a whole the whole books and journals and stuff but I mean interesting to know I mean do you have anything to add with that
0: yeah I'm curious too but I'm like I didn't write that that's not like a Donika question but I want (laughs) to know what was the question what would be a good first place to start for those looking to link mental health and traveling?
2: First place to start. Mm-hmm. Um you can start with my books. That's one. <laughs> start with my books on Amazon. <laughs> That's where you can start, where you can follow some of these travel influencers. Number one, so they can give you all the tips and and, and tidbits about um traveling and what they do as far as mental health. Second one is getting a journal so you can start planning planning your trip. The yeah. first page um, we got a safety plan for you, and we also got the first page pre trip anxiety. We got you. I got you covered, boo. That's where you're gonna go first, and then, and then you're gonna follow all my friends. who already got all the uh, they got podcasts. Us oh, my homegirl, girl, um Dana, she's a podcast called Travelling Ship Podcast. She has um trips for first time traveler tips. Mm-hmm. Um, you got um, Eva Robinson, the Godmother of travel. You got no Man is tribe. Um, you have Fletcher Cleese. he's all about the wheelchair nomad, so he's all about those who are in disabilities. So this book is going keep you keep you posted about what's out there but for all different types of travelers. Um, Those who are veterans, um, they have a group for those who are veterans. So this focus, this will help you all out depending on what kind of travel you want. Um, I mean, you have everybody up in here from hikers, um, from people who want to do it like real big guest trips or trips that, it's called like surprise trips. I don't really do that because I'm not, I don't know, my anxiety, my anxiety is set up. It's not going to work. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, The surprise trips where you don't know nothing, you just send your money and then I think the week before they tell you what to get and you just show up and mm. it's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you could be in Alaska. I don't like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So,
2: no, that's the first place. I would for mental health and travel. But then I would see what kind of travel you think you would like. Um, far as you know, you know, your personality, um, see what travel groups are out there and see where actually you would like to go. Um, it's based on the person. Some people are desert people. Some people are water people. Some people may not even like I enjoyed, um, uh, Arizona animal Canyon, the grand Canyon, but I'm not, I'm that type of person that likes beauty and mother nature. Mm -hmm. Somebody else may be like, what Mm -hmm. Uh, they want a beach. You get what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No, we most definitely want to link your information in the description. Um, I absolutely think that it's a great place to start. Um, and so at the end of our podcast, we always do a takeaway for our listeners. And this can be anything that you want to leave our audience with.
2: Um, so what would you say? Well, it's probably in the saying, um, keep calm, bring your carry on and bring your top five or 10 things that you know that will keep you calm or keep you grounded through your travels no matter what you bring. Like um for example, um several couple of things that are in my carry on. I'll I'll just say that is number one is um of course my own journal. Um second I have this thing it's called like Aromado. It's kind of like Play Doh for adults. Um <laughs> it has scents in it like calming scents. Um, this one has uh, what does it have? It has lavender, lemongrass, norori. So you know it's play-doh, rub it. I actually use it while I'm talking to some stressful outpatients, clients. <laughs> um, I have a travel candle. I hope uh, look, you guys can see it. I have a travel candle. It's mm-hmm. small and you can get off Amazon. Amazon. I also have small little um meditation cards Um, this one is called the healing deck. Um, healing mantra deck. I also got um, the law of attraction cards by Esther, Esther, Abraham Hicks hmm. um, and these are lightweight, which you can think and I always have my five minutes in the morning. And of course I got my little bread of life and got a little Jesus. Jesus put me on the plane. plane. grab the plane and I got my chakra energy, healing deck with my yoga poses, some things of that nature. So and then I have of course some um, prayer beads, um prayer and meditation, whatever you want to call it. And here's like my little miniature salt rock that also changes you know colors. So this is for me while I travel. And then also what else do I have? I have some smelling good lotion, like some things in a tin can, and then for my for my clients that I say that may have anxiety or need to just do some deep breathing, I tell them to do a small Vicks vapor rub so they can just instantly open their lungs and stuff and get breath of fresh air. So those are the things that I would leave with your your um your audience. Keep calm, bring your carry on is not just the, like a cliche of words. It's actually a reminder for you to keep the things, a reminder for you to keep those things that you're in need close to you so that you can maintain. And yeah, go to the website, on. You can see me on Instagram and TikTok and all the other little social medias.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jen. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you.
0: Hey, y'all. We hope you enjoyed that episode. As we were talking with Jin it made me think about um, for therapists in particular in traveling and the experiences that I've had. And so I've gone to El Salvador and Ethiopia. And in both of those experiences, something that I've done that I found to be helpful for me as a therapist is talking to other therapists there and just asking them like interventions that they found to be useful and kind of having like a back and forth. And from there, I've made Like I said, therapist friends in El Salvador and Ethiopia, where we're able to share resources with each other, and they're able to tell me like what they found to be useful. Just because they think they do things differently in other countries, and so they may share something with you where it's like you have like an aha moment. Whereas like for me, I was able to share about like the DSM and things like that, and they were like, "What is this thing?" And so kind of going back and forth, like, "How do you even diagnose people?" And for them to be like, "Well, we don't really diagnose people." Well, what does that look like? What are you doing? Um, to help people out. So I found that to be useful for me as a therapist. And also just when thinking about mental health and traveling, something that came to mind is um, the practices that I use, like the coping tools that I use, using them in a different way when I travel. So if it's like for me, for example, I like to sit outside and journal, but I don't live near a beach. So let's say if I go somewhere that's near water, being intentional about using that water, or being intentional just about the spaces I'm in and I'm journaling, um, because it gives you a different different way to reflect. So those are some of my just things that I've been reflecting on and some of my takeaways. And also thinking about like those who can't afford travel, like what does that look like to travel to new places near you on foot and what you have access to? Um, Challenging ourselves to think of things in that way so yeah that was my little bit of reflection in my head and my little bubble um I you have anything you want to share
1: yeah I was just thinking about how um sometimes I think especially when um maybe we have been we haven't been introduced to traveling because I'm thinking about myself I didn't really start traveling until I was like 20 years old um and it's because a lot of people around me wasn't traveling so then I mean even now and I'm starting to learn how to be more intentional but I would just jump at any time to travel and just be traveling just to do it which is nothing wrong with it but it's come it has come a time where I noticed like I'm not even I mean this is fun and this is cool but I really did It's this is not really what I wanted to do you know I'm just doing it just to travel and so I would say being more intentional with your traveling. of uh, Is this a space that is going to make you feel good? Uh, or is you just doing it just to say like, oh, I'm traveling, right? Um, I don't think it always has to look like that. And like I said, I think this is something even that I'm telling myself right now, because a lot of times people invite me somewhere and I'll just be like, yeah, yeah but like, no, <laughs> because like, what, what is this going to mean for me if I go here? And at this point, even going to the same spaces, sometimes it is good to revisit the same space. Cause you might get something different from it, but sometimes, you know, like, nah, I really am not feeling that place and I don't need to go there again. Um, so just intentional traveling. Um, so I would say that would be my takeaway.
0: I do like intentional traveling, and it was making me think about how when you were sharing about like going to New Orleans and like what it means. Um, and it's just making me think about when you do go certain places, creating what that means for you. So, like for me, like for me, I would not go back to Washington because it's rainy and that's not what I enjoy. But going back to New Orleans, because I do have family there, and I think of it as like I'm going to eat some good food and my family is going to show me a good time, like just like that rich culture. So
1: oh
0: yeah that's one place you could invite me 50 million times i'm (laughs) going girl i just i i love it yeah so that was an extra reflection that i had um that's it for this week's episode of black woman healing podcast and we hope you enjoyed this episode